Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Well, hello and welcome everyone to Spiritual Insights. We are off of our summer hiatus and we're resuming our regular schedule. And today, psychic healer and channel, Shaman Rai, joins me in our monthly Truth of the Soul segment to offer listeners free readings and possible healing sessions to help you on your path. We'll take calls for an hour and a half and get to as many people as possible. If you are new to the show, let me tell you about Shaman Rai. He is a psychic medium, medical intuitive, and healer who also channels messages from beings of light, ascended masters, and archangels. Using his clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, and empathic abilities, he provides information about those who are alive or who have crossed over to the other side. Shaman Rai holds a Ph.D. in social and personality psychology and naturopathy. I always have trouble with that. He is also certified in Reiki, integrated energy therapy, and hypnosis. He can see the condition of the body and identify underlying physical or emotional issues, and as appropriate, he brings in divine energies to initiate a physical, emotional, or spiritual healing process. Call in with one question per person to connect with someone on the other side, or look into any physical or emotional pains in a quick psychic reading and possible healing. To prepare... You must ensure that you are in a quiet environment free of wind, traffic, conversations, or other noises. Otherwise, we may not be able to complete your reading. Have a pen and paper ready to take notes as we often give spiritual advice and offer other useful information to help you fortify your spiritual toolbox. To schedule a private consultation with Shaman Rai and to review his articles and other fascinating information on his website, visit shamanrai.com, and that's spelled S-H-A-M-A-N-R-A-I.com. Also, if you're new to the show, you can review a categorized list of all the show's archives at spiritualinsightsradio.com. If you missed the major announcement in the spring for the new Spiritual Insights digital magazine, due to come out sometime this year, I'm working very hard on it, visit the website to learn what it will be about and how you might contribute. Thanks for supporting the show by sharing a link on your social networks, and please know that we are grateful for your participation, your trust, and your company. Please join me in welcoming Shaman Rai back to the show. How are you, brother dear? I am doing great. It's a beautiful day here and just very happy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I feel an upswing in energy. It started Saturday with the eclipse. Hmm. Just It started with an electrified buzz in my body, and I've been going ever since. So it feels wow. good. Yeah, because I was pushing myself very hard because the energy got very low over the summer. Mm-hmm. So I took on a steady pace of accomplishing all that needed to be accomplished and then let the rest go each day and just made sure I was balancing my energy and doing good things, drinking lots of water, 
staying hydrated, things of that nature, and keeping up with my, you know, my meditation schedule, those, you know, all my little practices and routines that I do. So mm-hmm. uh, this this new energy is very welcome. How about you with the energy? What well, I, 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 all I know is that uh, time just seems to be speeding by. I just can't believe everything seems to have gotten so much faster. It's mm-hmm. like I, I turn around and a week has, has blown by, and um, and I don't know where it's gone, you know, and, and I'm doing the same thing. So uh, that's, a ma- that's a major thing. And there have been a lot of, lot of good shifts that have taken place here, um, all for the, the highest good of everyone. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm pleased with that. And uh, I just um, I'm always grateful, you know, for everything we get each day and, and I really do believe that we're taken care of and protected and mm-hmm. and things are just improving for everybody. You know, the vibration, the energy is just increasing dramatically. When I lie in bed, that's usually my quiet time when I can focus in and um, I'll hear the energy around me. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's pretty strong. The energy and the vibrations that are coming in are pretty darn strong and, and consistent. So... We're all we're all being affected by it, and you know that's why this is a time, you know, for all of us to let go of, you know, all of the emotional, mental, physical issues that we've carried for a long mm-hmm. time, and that's that's a major part of the work that that goes on for everyone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and just to remind the audience, we had a solar eclipse on Saturday. We will have a full lunar eclipse coming up very soon. Visit astrologyzone.com. Uh, Susan Miller is my favorite astrologer, and she's always dead-on accurate with how these eclipses uh, impact your life, which area of your life, depending on your chart, that type of thing. But uh, eclipses bring endings. So if there's anything you need to let go of and that you're tired of carrying around with you, like Shaman Rai just said, this is a very good time to let it go effectively. Sometimes we can uh, retain residual uh, energy from the things that no longer serve us, but this is a good time to really dig down and pull things up by the roots and be done with it for good. So that's a uh, it's important for all of us to do that work. So Shama Rai, we discussed before the show that we wanted to, to talk about etheric cords or etheric threads, however you call them, and and some of the impact that they have. Why don't you take it away, and okay. I'll jump in at some point if I have something to add. Yeah, and, and this is uh, part of what, what we said a moment ago in terms of letting go of things that that don't serve you. Um, very often people uh, feel like my, most of my experience has been where people come to me and they say, you know, I just feel like something is pulling on me, something is draining me of my energy, of my life force. And sometimes it's, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes it's somebody who's living with them. It could be a son or a husband. Sometimes it's somebody who's far away, a father or, or, or a former relationship. But, you know, they have some kind of sense that things aren't quite right and they just don't know what it is. And what happens is when they, they do that, when they realize that, I take a look through my third eye and see what's going on. And, um, you know, in one case, for example, a woman... Um, I was uh, working with her for healing of some illness that she had, and she just said, you know, my children are just draining me. I I know that. Now, these were adult children in their 40s, and uh, she was in her 60s, and, you know, and she just knew she was being drained 
and she said, you know, can you can you see if there are cores and can we do anything about it? Well, yeah, there were there were a couple of huge cores that went in, and in her case, it went in through a solar plexus. That's that's where your willpower, your power is, you know. And mm-hmm. uh, I could see them, and you know, these were two large cords, very very well structured. Let's put it that way, you know, and very okay. solid in the way I could see them. And so. Um, what I do when I see the cords and they want to release them um, is I call in Archangel Michael and Raphael. The reason I call those two archangels in is Archangel Raphael is all, the angel of healing and Michael is the angel of protection. So, uh, and then I just let them go and do their work. And basically what Raphael does is he goes into the roots of the cord. These are, there are literally, you know, think of this as a tree or a plant growing inside of somebody, the cords are right inside that that person's body. And so Raphael goes in and he literally energetically cuts them and removes them. Meanwhile, Archangel Michael holds the cord in, in the middle. And then when Raphael is finished with one side, he goes to the other person and removes it. And then Archangel Michael, we want to get rid of that energy so uh, Archangel Michael is asked to take that up to source, and it's it's removed in that way, and, and you see it become part of the light. And so it's a transmutation. It's a, it's the transformation of the energy that was there. Now, when it's removed, then what happens is uh, you've got, you think of it as, again, a, a hole in the ground. You know, you've got an opening there. And the um, what, what, what I do is I call on these angels again, to come and bring light in, or I call in Mother Mary or the Divine, whatever, and I say, please fill it up, you know, with my intention is to fill it up with light on both sides. And the purpose of that is so that you don't have, like, an opening where another cord can instantly come in place. Mm. But, you know, there's an issue with cords. You know, cords are not just um, an etheric energy that suddenly appears. I mean, it occurs because of some, most often what I find is some kind of psychological um, condition, emotional kind of condition that is a binding. You know, somebody gets very dependent on somebody else and, and, and they can't let go of, of the person. A child can't let go of a mother. They're hanging on. A mother can't let go of the ch- a, ch- a younger child, you know, or uh, a married man or, what you know, what have you. There's a, there's a psychological dependence that is then uh, becomes created or manifested in this cord existing between the two. And so, well, first of all, before I go into the next thing, I mean, Charlotte, what what are you seeing for for your experience with that? With the with the cords and emotional and psychological yeah. dependence. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you asked that. Uh, you just reminded me of my biological father, my dad. Um, he was a paranoid schizophrenic. He was uh, violent. He was uh, he liked to torture people. He he uh, beyond mischievousness. I mean, he could be very funny, but he would be very cruel. And so, you know, there was a, a if over many years, a period of detachment. And I did a lot of forgiveness work starting at the age of 19 and was very effective uh, in releasing a lot of my emotions about the situation, the environment, 
and how it impacted me and my ability to get an education, all that stuff. But the interesting thing that just sprung to mind that you reminded me of in listening to you talk is uh, he died in 2004, February of 2004. And I knew ahead of time because I got this clear audience message. It began with like a, you know, a static buzz where something had mm-hmm. broken through the veil. And I heard a phone ringing and I heard uh, my mom uh, in my in my ear saying, Char, it's mom. I have news. Um, so I tapped in and asked about this and they said, your dad has three weeks uh, to live. You need to be emotionally prepared. I said, okay. And I wanted, and I started putting light around my whole family, knowing despite the anger and resentment, there would still be an emotional impact at the loss of this figure in the family. And uh, so I held up for the three weeks. I did call around and told them, you know, I know it sounds weird. Daddy's got three weeks to live. If there's anything you need to say or do, you're not. It's not going to be the same once he's gone. You're going to you're going to regret not taking the opportunity to let go or do whatever it is you need to do, and uh, whatever. But to my surprise. Even though, you know, 10 o'clock on February 27th, the phone rang, and I picked it up. I said, and I heard my own voice say, hello. Hi, Char. It's Mom. I have news. And instead of jumping in to say what Daddy died, I I stayed silent and allowed her to say it. She needed to say it with her vocal cords. What happened the next day was when I woke up, colors were brighter. The air was very crisp. I was different. I shifted in a major way. And I had gone to my morning spiritual lecture. And the teacher looked at me and, and asked to, to speak with me privately and said, what's going on with you? You're shifting. And I said, well, here's the thing. My biological father died. And and they said, how do you feel? I said, interestingly enough, I feel like today's the first day of the rest of my life. And what I'm really noticing is the absence of a specific energy in my field. I thought I was holding on to him at some level with the why didn't you love me the way I wanted you to stuff. I said, but in in reality, what it was was he was pulling at me. And in fact, it it impacted different areas of my life, like relationships and all this stuff when I had done all this work and I couldn't understand why things would get wonky in in a couple relationships. But so with respect to, sorry for the long way around, but with respect to the etheric cord, when he died, Whatever cord he had embedded in me that I was not aware was there, like in my solar plexus, in my heart, or wherever. When when he died, it went away. And I could feel a freedom in my energy field field that I had never felt before and felt peace like I had never experienced on this planet in my life. Does that make sense? Well, completely, because that's exactly what people feel when the cords are removed, when the people are still here. And, and they go through that kind of process that I described. It's, it, it's like a burden is suddenly lifted or you have more energy in your life uh, or your mood shift. You know, there, there's a major shift that takes place because, you know, you, you, you just think of it. You know, you're, it, it's like you're a battery and something is draining your life force out of you, that energy out of you. Well, how can you, how can you feel good and energetic and alive and think clearly and all of that? because all of that stuff is still there. But an important part of all of that, you know, while I described a specific process, you also went through a process, you know, you were in the preparation of letting go and all of that. But mm-hmm. when I when I remove a cord, there's an important thing that people have to understand is that 
it's not over at that point. It's a major breakthrough. But then what has to happen is the person who, let's let's call them, you know, that I'm working with, uh-huh. they have to do some work. And you did that work. That's what you described, all the forgiveness work and all of that, which preceded all of that, but it set the ground for it. But most people, they have to go through that process after the court is removed. They have to be actively involved in shifting themselves and keeping themselves free of the other person's desire, you know, because uh, very often the people who are coming to me are ones who have people who are uh, vampires sucking their energies. And so they have to create a shift in their mindset um, through forgiveness or um, creating a different kind of relationship, however they, however they want to do it in their specific in- instance. But it's important for people to understand that when they go to a healer, that the healer is not, whatever process they use, they can still fall back into their old ways of being unless they remain conscious and do the acts to set to keep themselves free. Right. So, what, you know, I mean, I, I, I can't tell you. I mean, I went through it, and, and that's the funny thing I find is that the people who come to me are people who bring very often situations that I have experienced in life. So when I talk about cords, just like you just talked about them, you know, when I when I talk about it, it's it, I went through it. I mean, mm-hmm. my, my I had I had major situation with my mother, and yeah. from a little kid, she almost took me on as a, as though that was a surrogate husband because she didn't love her her didn't love my father and didn't have a relationship with him really. And um, so she clung on to me and it took a lot of work on my part, uh, forgiveness and and other things to shift that and get it into a homeostasis so that I had my life and she could do whatever she wanted to do with her life. And I had, and that's, that's the way it is. And it's so shifted that she recognizes that she does when I was younger, she had tremendous control over me, and then I rebelled and I went through forgiveness and all the rest. And then now it's you know when I'm available, you know I'll call and we'll have a, a peaceful conversation all the time, and you know and that's it. You know it's 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 not the same kind of thing. She can't literally be a vampire and suck the blood out of you. Right, it's, it's normal it's not, now. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. You have you come into this world with a purpose, and if somebody else is in there, very often they they are instead of allowing you to be who you are, you intend to be, they think that they can you, maneuver you into mm-hmm. being what they want you to be. What you, they want you to be for them, and right. that's you know that's not healthy, really. Right. Okay, several things to talk about. That's an excellent point. I want to I want to bring up um, first what I want to continue with what you said. You know, people try to maneuver you to be what they want you to be, and for many of us, they actually succeed for a very long time until we learn to shrug something off. We may not be able to name what that is, but we learn to shrug something off, and that is these energetic threads. So with the, with mere intention, we can soften their influence, but mm-hmm. what they do with we, we, the question I want to answer in the minds of the listeners is, so, okay, so how do they get away with it? Because it's energy. They don't have to say or do anything, and they don't have to be 
in your proximity to do this because these threads are merely energy that extends through time and space. So even when they're not in a room, and even if they're not doing it intentionally, which is important to point out, because I'm sure your mother, if she knew what she was doing, like she knows not what she does, if she knew the impact of what she was doing, she never would have done it. She would never exactly. have hurt a child like that, you know. So forgiveness is warranted. And But what people can do, they come out of the front and they attach to other people's chakras. Like, you know, when you're a baby and your mom holds you to her chest, that thread is forming right there between your two heart chakras, you know. Mm-hmm. But it also yep. can, if if it's an unconscious thing, it can come out of the back of the chakra. It can come out of the back of the head, the back of the solar plexus, reach over you, and attach to that person and siphon their energy. So there's a lot to explore with this. We're going to keep this brief so we can get to the callers. But that's one thing I wanted to mention to clarify any questions in people's minds. The other thing, in my experience, because I can see them when I have a client, or as in several cases uh, it was, I was in uh, one one place I was in a restaurant and I see something moving out of the corner of my eye and it's this woman with these threads waving in the in the air like looking for something to attach to and it and it was had to do with her father so I spoke with her about it the two people I saw I was in a retail environment I was standing in line um, purchasing whatever clothing and this woman says to her little daughter who had to be like twelve and said so what do you think so we got two outfits. And we got this, and then we have this. How much does that add up to? And it was all on the daughter to make the decision. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm looking at the cords between them and the anger in the, at at the back of the daughter's head. Like, why why are you putting me on this? Why is this my responsibility? You're the adult feeling. So the mother said, "Well, I'll go right. I'll be right back. I'm going to switch this." And I had a brief conversation with the daughter. And at the end, I told her, "I said it will be okay, but it's up for you to decide whether you keep this responsibility." I know you love your mom. I said, does that make sense, sweetheart? And she says, actually, it does. I said, good. So I I did what I could to help, but that was such a tight grip on that little girl to make decisions for me because I don't feel I can, that right, kind of thing. Right. The other yeah. the other thing I experienced was is that these cords can also be forged, and, they, and then they always are, in cases of physical intimacy between two people. And this mm-hmm. is why too many partners can be unhealthy, because when you're physically intimate with a partner, a, a thread is formed to that person, and it's very difficult to release those. There are ways to do it, like, you know, golden scissors. Uh, you can roll an egg all over your body and try to absorb the energy, but be very careful in this regard because we form those etheric threads with everybody we're with. Um, yeah. So, you know, you can you take that and run with it and, and just be careful. But that's all I have to say. Did you have anything to add before we go to the phone? Well, I had one more example in mind, and this was a woman who um, had issues with her brother in particular and, and the father also. And uh, what I want people to understand is when when the cord is broken and a more healthy balance is achieved, it, it's reflected in the relationship that you have with the other person. You can have a more healthy, normal interaction with them, and that's what she achieved. Suddenly she was able to talk to her brother in a different way, and he perceived her in a different way. So there's a lot of shifts that take a place as a result of this. But that's all. Right. But just to recapitulate what you said, but afterward, you have to do continue to do forgiveness work because that happens in layers, number one. Number two, it's a, it's a process of energetic management so that when you improve a situation, you want to keep the engine running at that speed and not let it get sluggish and go backwards and, and backslide into that previous consciousness 
that allowed that negative dynamic to exist in that relationship. Right. Okay. Well, right. I think it's, this mo- it's, it's, it's moving out of out of being subconscious, out of the subconscious or unconscious, and being conscious about your activities. That's that's right. very important. Absolutely. Okay. Okay, here we go. So we're going to go to the phones now, ladies and gentlemen, and we appreciate your patience. That was a very important topic to um, offer everybody, and um, I hope it helped. So let us know if you have any questions uh, when you uh, come on the air. So here's the lineup, and please be sure you're in a quiet environment. If you're listening to the show through your computer, uh, you'll hear you are now unmuted or something from the Blog Talk uh, robot uh, will say that you're live, and I'll announce you, of course, before but if you're listening through the computer, be sure to turn down the volume so there's no feedback. And here's the lineup. First caller up is area code 704, followed by area code 347-925, and then 305, and I'll refresh the list as we go. Okay, so going to our first caller, bringing you live on the air. What's your name, and where are you calling from? Hi, it's Melissa in North Carolina. Hi, Melissa from North Carolina. How can we help you today? Good, good. I was listening to you guys. Now I'm confused as to what I want to answer. Ask, but um, <laughs> I've been thinking about a lot of stuff. But um, I guess maybe, do you see anything that maybe I need to clear out of me or from my end to help move on to find a relationship that's for me? Mm. Okay. So because um, I didn't hear it completely. So it's something about a relationship needing to clear out from you, and you're asking whether you need to? Yeah, if I have any residuals that I need to clear out. Okay. Well, before before we go before we go to your question, before uh, we uh, before Sean and I were speaking, um, I was meditating and praying, and I just want to know whether what I saw has to do with you. Um, I saw somebody who was flipping through a book, really like flipping the pages, trying to search for something in a book. That was one. And then the second one, vision was somebody holding something in the left hand, and it looked like it was a file, as though they were moving their right hand to do filing of their right hand. Do either one of those images uh, mean something in particular for you? Um, to me, books are learning, and I'm constantly learning. So I'm constantly yeah. flipping pages. Um, as far as the hands, I'm not sure. Okay. Um are you left? If you were to file your nails, you begin by holding it in your left hand or your right hand? My right hand. Okay, so this may not apply to you. Okay, um, so you're asking about whether you've got an accord existing from a previous relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, I, well no, either, go ahead. Let me clarify. Uh, what her question was was, is there anything that she needs to clear out of her energy field in order to be able to welcome and embrace a new relationship coming in? Okay. Is there something blocking um, a relationship? That that was more well, to the point. Well, well, twice now I've heard the word uncle, and um, and um, and then as I looked at you. Um, I was looking from above down. Um, did did you, do you have an uncle and who may have passed? That I'm only putting those two together. Hmm? I do, yes. Okay, and um, did you have a very strong connection with that uncle? Um, he actually lived out of state. Um, I didn't have a very close relationship with him. 
But he was my uncle growing up. Okay. Um, And as you mentioned that, I got a, a hit in my high heart area, which is like between my heart and my throat chakra, and then it went into my throat. So there's some kind of, and then as I'm looking down from above, that was the signal that he had passed. I'm seeing like a yellow-orange cord between the two of you, a yellow-orange cord. It's not very thick, but it, there there is this like cord. But there's something there's something emotional. Even though he looked out of state, there's something emotional, an emotional connection that you have with this uncle. Um, what what was your connection with him? Um, I just saw him when we returned back to my grandmother's in West Virginia once a year. Um, he was my favorite uncle. He'd always be the one to come up and hug me, and he would he would beard me, as he calls it, because he always had a scruffy beard and rub my face and just be very kind and loving to me, as opposed to any of the other relatives. Mm. Right. And so... Um, How did you feel? I, I know he he was playful with you, kind of. How did you feel about the affection he gave you? It sounds like it really enlivened you. It did. He always he's um, I'm not going to hurt you, and then he'd come up and grab me and just beard me, just you know. Right. As he yeah. Okay. Well, that that is the only one that I'm hearing anything for, and like I said, the 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 cord that is there. Um, let me just ask. The cord that you have, and I think what is going on here, um, you know, it's almost like, um, did he did he pass a couple of years ago? Um, it's been probably five years, maybe. Okay. Well, there, there's, you know, and, and you've actually expressed this, but, you know, so the sense is that this was, was special for you and gave you special attention. And um, I think you carry, because of what I got hit in the, in the heart area with, I think you still carry a certain um, a longing to be, um, to be seen that way, the way he saw you and the kind of special relationship that you've had, you had with him. You didn't have that with anyone else. Um, so you're kind of lonely. Yes. Is it that you do you live in a kind of an isolated area, or you just make yourself, or you just feel yourself very isolated? I hear I the word isolated. Yeah, I feel myself very isolated. I'm I'm going through you know my spiritual awakening, and I'm dropping friends, so to speak, <laughs> and I find it very difficult to date. Men who aren't in the spiritual sense. Uh, and yeah, I, I, I would suggest to you not to worry about that, because what's going to happen is that as you're as you're awakening, uh, first most important is to take care of yourself and allow that awakening to come. If you were in relationship now, it could cause a conflict because uh-huh. that other person may not be understanding where you're at and where you're moving to. And so at a certain point, you'll sort of 
settle down. It's like you go through this tremendous change and then suddenly you're going to settle down. And around that time, you can then put your focus on focusing on someone else once you've integrated yourself and gotten to a certain level of, of, of development spiritually. At that point, you'll, um, you'll attract uh, a man who is of a similar vibration and, and understanding. Uh, because you don't want to get into a situation where they are not respectful of your beliefs and where, where you're at or don't support you in any way. So, and as a person who has gone through two marriages and now in a relationship with a very spiritual person, I can tell you that from personal experience, I had to break that first marriage in order to continue my spiritual development and so forth. So um, that's that's the guidance. And the answer is no, you don't have to do anything in terms of clearing anything other than doing the spiritual work that you're doing. Continue the meditation. Continue the healing work. There's healing work for you to do. There's releasing work for you to do in order to let go of some of the pains that you carry from your childhood in this lifetime, and there may be other things from past lifetimes, but you're carrying a pain from your childhood, um, and that has some, while I understand that you're going through loneliness right now as you go through your spiritual development, there was also an issue of loneliness when you were a young girl. Um, were you mistreated when you were younger? Um, not really. It was more of a sense of felt like you were in the way as far as the parents were concerned. And um, I was having a conversation with my girlfriend the other day. Grow, you know, growing up, I looked at making friends, but people seemed to be mean to me, and I don't understand why they were mean to me. And I could never remember my half of the conversation. Maybe I was just being a little snotty brat, but I don't feel that I was. And it actually came up on the reading probably um, this weekend is um, – I didn't do anything wrong. I was, they were, I was just, they were just reflecting back stuff on me, and I thought I was the one doing wrong mm. growing up. You know, this, this, this is very important in terms of the forgiveness work, okay? Because what happens is that, you know, whatever the situation was, very often we take the, we as, as the recipient take on that we are responsible for it. And in forgiveness work, you forgive the other person, you forgive yourself too. And that's very important because we're carrying guilt and anger and all kinds of emotions from um, those earlier, any earlier situations. And very often those patterns repeat themselves over and over in our lifetime. So one of the things you want to do is get into really understanding, you know, or doing the forgiveness work the way I, Charlotte has different ways, but I, what I recommend is you write down everything, let's say about your father that happened that upset you, where he, where he hurt you emotionally, physically, mentally, anyway, any of those situations, write them down as a story. And, um, and then when you're done with it, read it over to yourself once a day, all of the stories, and then when you, you'll notice that in the beginning it may be difficult or a lot of emotion when you write down the stuff, but as you read it every day, that emotion goes away until finally there is no emotion. It's like reading, a, you know, an objective article of some kind about somebody else. 
And at that point, you can truly, from your heart, forgive them, but importantly, forgive yourself, because you are carrying the burden of of whatever that in whatever that interaction was all about, and forgive that that interaction. Is that is that clear for you? What I said. It is. I you know I actually thought I had gotten rid of that, but I guess during this last last shift, I noticed it started popping up again. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we just start crying for no reason when it pops into your head. Um, I thought I had released all that, apparently. I've still got some work to do on it. It happens yeah, in yeah. layers. Like I said earlier, forgiveness happens in layers, especially for the for the perceived larger things. Um, mm-hmm. And and by the way, Shaman Ryan, no, I, I give the same advice to people, uh, writing stuff out, purging, everything, no matter what the relationship, even if it's your relationship with money, write down your relationship. To, talk to money like it's a real entity and write your feelings down about it and do like Shaman Ryan. You read it and read it and read it until the emotions dissipate because that's the block. Whether we're blocking a relationship, a job, money, uh, reconciliation with a loved one, we're, we're blocking that somehow and this is the, one of the best ways I know to purge that, that negative energy that's blocking us. I just wanted to add, Melissa, if I may, I, I heard the words I heard the words, don't leave me a couple times. So I want to pose a question. In in past relationships was there opportunity to recognize perhaps that a, a fear of abandonment or a, you know an uncertainty that someone would stay with you is, is that part of your conscious awareness um yes i i've noticed um well the last relationship i was in probably a couple years ago for six years and he had the whole um well it's not working i'm just leaving and during an argument and it's kind of okay. like he, he would hold it hostage you know, and then you kind of back up, and so they settle down and stuff like. But I've noticed that kind of repeat as well. Right. Um, the whole if I don't do what they want, they're going to leave me. So that's um, how they manipulated type. you. Okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. That going back to your uncle. That's coming from your uncle because when when you look at the landscape of your family, and some mm-hmm. members feel like make you feel like you're in the way. Not that anybody can make us feel, but this was your perception. Okay, I right. feel like I'm in the way. I feel like an inconvenience. I feel indifference coming towards me, not lo- not love and acceptance. But when on those those rare moments when you got to see your uncle, there's this big white light around him, and you're like, "There's the love I've been looking for. I wish I could see him, you know, more often." But when he died, I think that was that initiated um, a repeat uh, or or made it. I think at some conscious level. I just feel the connection of when when he died, like, wait, but, but you were my favorite one. Don't leave, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And I've had people like that. I had a cousin I was very close to, and I and I still miss him. Um, but those, when, when we feel like that, when, when you build your emotional structure as a child, then you have these these components that say, okay, well, I perceive relationships in this way. They They make you feel insignificant sometimes they just push you away and then that summons people to match that vibration that's why that guy did that to you so yeah add him to the forgiveness pile you know yeah makes sense to me okay good good deal why appreciate your call and shaman why anything to add no no we're good okay i hope that's helpful melissa thank you for calling in Thank you. Okay. I'm going to put you on hold so you can continue to listen. We share a lot more and maybe something that we tell somebody else might apply to you. So if you want to hang out for a while. Okay. Moving on to area code 347, bringing you live on the air. 
Hello, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hello? They put the phone down. Hello. Okay, back on hold. Moving on to area code 925. Are you live on the air? Your name and where are you calling from? Hi, my name is Tasha. I'm calling from California. How are you How are you doing? Hi, good. Thanks for calling in. How can we help you? How, how do you like the information we're sharing today? Does it make sense? Huh? I, I said, how, did, how do you like the information we're sharing today? Is it making sense to you? Yes, it is. It is. Excellent. Okay. And what's your question, Tasha? I want to... As uh, far as uh, medical, um, uh, medically, uh, how like I want to know if my fallopian tubes healed all the way, and if you, if y'all see anything, any issues with the ovaries or anything, any messages from the other side regarding that? Okay. Did you get that? Say the name again. I couldn't hear it. My name is Tasha. Tasha. Okay, Tasha. Thank you. Hold on. Tasha, why why are you concerned about your ovaries? Oh, just because cause I had did like a, a ultrasound. My doctor had requested, so I'm just okay. I want to make sure everything's okay. Yeah, because I, 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 I asked whether or not you were concerned about uh, getting pregnant, and they said there's nothing there. And then I asked several different ways, and they kept on coming back and saying, no, there's there's nothing there with your ovaries at all. Has your stomach been bothering you? Tasha, has your stomach been bothering you? Yes. Okay. That's 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 a different matter. Um, I'm starting to look at your stomach. Um, so you have you have you have pains in your stomach. Your stomach looks looks red hot to me. Um, um does your stomach sometimes feel like it's boiling, like it's like it's red hot to you? No, I just get cramps. You get cramps, okay. Well, it's looking it's looking red to me. Um, okay. Could that be anger? Uh, well, I'm, I'm asking different questions here to see what they're talking about. Okay. The 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 word toxin has come up to me twice now. Um, So there's something going on with your stomach. It's not with your ovaries. It's something with your stomach. And it's something where the fluids are not moving properly through your stomach. Um, okay. There's a restriction of some kind in your stomach area. And do you find that it affects, are you having an issue with your bowel as well? No, with my bladder. With your bladder. Are the are the fallopian tubes healed? And do, do you see an issue with the bladder? Because I've been having that for for a while. Okay, just wait. I'm going in deeper. Okay. Uh, you know, have you? Uh, so, uh, anyway, this is what I heard. Um, I, I heard you you scream at one point. You know, like it was really painful, and it's, and you screamed, um, and I'm getting very uncomfortable in my stomach right now. So, um, where where do you, where do you live, Tasha? 
I live in California, northern California. The word toxins keeps on coming up here. Um, is it the water? Because I drink a lot of water here. Is it the water? Are you drinking tap water? Yeah. Yeah. That's my, my oldest, my oldest son always complained the water is nasty. I don't like the water here. Can you buy me some water? He like, why yeah. are you drinking that water? Yeah, it's it's the water that's causing this. Okay. Um, that that is your main issue right there, because it seems like. Um, I mean, there's toxins in the water. It seems to be causing an infection for you. Okay. Um, and there's, not, there's no issue with your fallopian tubes, they just said to me. They're healed? Yeah. They say they're fine. They said they're fine. Okay. So I can't conceive a child. Say that again? So I can't conceive a child. They said yes instantly. Okay, so so I just but, do I so I do I just need to drink a bottle of water, and or mm-hmm. do I also need to change my diet? Do y'all see I need well, to change you, my diet as well? You need to detox your body. I, okay, it, it's you need to detox. Um, you have an infection. You do have an infection from this water. Um, okay. I don't know if it's bacteria or it, it may actually be, um, I wanted to say paramecium, but it, you've got, you've got, uh, um, you've got living entities inside from this water as well, which is oh. not properly, it's not properly purified for some reason, the water that you're drinking. So okay. is this, is, is this city water you're drinking? Nice. Yes. I mean, an old, old apartment. So the water is just ugh. Oh, Sometimes we have to let the water uh, run for a minute so we won't get the dirt out of it or the sand that exactly. it's coming from. Okay. Yeah. Go. yeah. Yeah, so you got stuff coming through the pipes and all of that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah. your main problem. Okay. Can she go to her doctor? So I don't have to, to change my a... diet? Wait, I couldn't hear. One speak at a time. Well, could she consult with her okay. doctor to find, you know, dietary changes or how to detox from this sediment that's in the yeah. water? Okay. And I think that would be the best course because, you know, your doctor knows you. Um, as far as changing her diet, I don't see any reason. You have, you have no. a pretty decent no. diet, oh, okay. don't you? Um, I, I, yeah. I eat a lot of baked foods and try to eat more fruit. Okay. That's fine. No, that sounds fine to me. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting question, I, I Tasha. Just got, I you. just got off of some. I had just got off of some bladder pill medication. I'm all every time I turn around, go back to the doctor. Every two weeks, I'm. I got another bladder fix. I'm like, hey, what is going on? Yeah. No, it, you, you've got to switch off to bottled water, or you've got to purify the water before you drink it. Um, okay. There, there, there are things going on there. I just heard okay. the word. Thank you. I don't know. I don't know what it is, Tasha, but I just heard the word chromium, stuff like aluminum, metals. Could you have your doctor test your system for these metals? And okay. that might get All that right. might lead to other diagnoses, okay, and help you out. So test for that and lead as well? I, yeah, I'll test for everything if these pipes are old. Tell your doctor that, you know, about the situation and that you just don't feel okay. right. And see if he can run some tests to see what your metal levels are in your body, okay? 
Now, okay, thank also, you. Ta- but, but Tasha, your regular doctor may not know how to detox the um, okay. the heavy metals. So okay. you you you'll need to do some research or talk to a naturopath or do some research on the internet, and you can find out how to do some detoxing there. Okay, thank you. I appreciate You're it. You're welcome. Good luck to you. Dear. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold. Right. Fascinating, fascinating, fascinating. Okay, the what time is it? Three forty-eight. Uh, do you need a break, Sean Mariah? I'm, I'm scheduled to go to co- uh, commercial, but I don't have to if if you don't need. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. We can continue. All, mm-hmm. all right. Area code 305, you're up next, followed by area code 479. Then, no, no, that's you. Yeah. That might be it. I caught up to you. <laughs> okay. Let me look again. 305-856. 5, New Jersey, 914, then 360, and I'll refresh from there. Okay, so, area code 305, bringing you live on the air. What's your name and where are you from? Hi, my name is Maria. I'm calling from Florida. Hi, Maria. What part of Florida are you in? I am in, actually, for Lauderdale, which is okay. close to, yeah, spring break. <laughs> yeah, not not yeah. bad, and you're not far from me. I'm in Orlando. I broadcast from here. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, we're a few hours away. Yeah, I'm sorry. That fast, I forgot your name. What did you say your name was? Maria. My name Maria, is Maria, perfect. Okay, Maria. And how yes. can we help you today? Well, I am just open to any message through. I have gone through a very difficult emotional situation for the last couple of years, and I have been praying every day for the last two years for two things, but I don't know if spirit has heard me. I don't know if spirit will help me. So I'm basically just open to any message that might come through. Okay. All right, but not to be outdone on the Florida situation, I lived in St. Petersburg, and then I lived in Hollywood. (laughs) So you're real close, too. Excellent. That's right. I used to. Now I live in Arkansas. Oh, which okay. Is, which is <laughs> and I'm from New York originally. But anyway, hey, um, Maria, um, I, I've seen a dog. Um, and it, it, it's, a, it's a dark brown, chocolate brown dog. Kind of has the head of a Dachshund. What does that got? What is that for you? What does that mean for you? Well, I lost my dog, but he was black and white. Okay. But he, it was a very that was part of my whole. Emotional mm-hmm. turmoil. Got it. Oh. So, so there is another dog coming to you, um, and it's the way I've described it. It is a, okay. it is a, it is a chocolate brown dog. Looks very much, in, to me anyway. I, I, I don't know dogs really well, but the way I'm seeing it, looks like a Dachshund. Um, okay. Maria, do you have a brother? Well, yes and no. I. My mother was pregnant, and the baby never came to term. Right. But it but, was my brother, yes. Yes, and that's why I heard your brother. So um, I'm getting chills now, and uh, I'm getting very strong chills. So your brother is here. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I know you weren't uh, together in this lifetime, but he has a very strong love for you. And I think you have a very strong love for him as well. Um, And, um, you know, he understands that you two were separated at birth, 
It wasn't yeah. part of the plan. You two were supposed to be together again, he says. In other words, mm-hmm. it's your, that brother you had a very strong connection with in a past life. And, okay. uh, and you know, your mother, interestingly, knew that the two of you had a very strong connection, and she really wanted very much to bring him to full term, but it, was, yes. it just was not possible to do that. Um, I hear the word uncle. Did you have an uncle? I have an uncle, yes. And um, somehow your uncle has a connection to uh, to the brother who wasn't who wasn't uh, full term. Um, your uncle knew. Uh, I don't know. Your uncle knew something about the relationship between the two of you. I don't know if he knew it consciously or not. But it seems like there's a you know this happens very often. There's a family constellation here, and I think that the that you and your uncle and your and the brother were meant to be doing things together, playing together. Mm-hmm. Did you play very much with your uncle when you were growing up? No, my uncle lives in a different country. I don't know him. Um, I last time I saw him, I was six years old. But well, I know my brother is around me because I have felt his energy. That is true. Yeah. Yeah, he's very nice energy, and he he just covered me in himself. And so, yes, he's around, and he's watching you all the time. Um, you can talk to him at any time if you want to. He wants you to know that your prayers are being answered. It may not be happening in the way that you think it should or in the time that you think it should, but it's all coming to you. Okay. What Did you have a question? No, no, I, I, yes, I just wanted to know, yeah, if there was any message, that, that was all. That was it, that was it. Yeah. Do you meditate, Maria? No, I don't, I should, but I find yes. it very difficult to do that. Yes, you should, okay, they want you to meditate. It doesn't have to be difficult, there are various techniques to start out with. Do you have, a, do you have trouble focusing? I have trouble clearing my mind. Okay, no problem. So when when we start out like that and it's a bit of a challenge, then keep it simple by sitting in a comfortable position, keeping your spine erect, and simply focus on your breath. If a thought comes in, very gently, don't push it and get angry. Like, I don't want to think about that right now. Picture, you know, when you're swimming underwater and you move your arms in a fluid motion. Focus uh-huh. on your breath, and if a thought comes in, very gently say, not now, and push that thought to the side, and continue focusing on the breath, in and out, and then you can switch that up into pulling light down through the, the crown of your head, down through your spine, to your tailbone, down into the ground, and back up again. This is very clearing. You can imagine that roots are growing down through your spine into the center of the earth. That's very grounding. And if you just do simple things like that for maybe five minutes, your your body kind of starts to crave more because it knows what you're trying to do and it knows it's very beneficial. Does that is that helpful? Yes. Yes. Keep it simple. Don't be trying to ask for project tomorrow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so just keep it simple, and yeah. that will that will get you into a routine. Go ahead, Chum Right. Another thing that you can do is, and this is how I started off many years ago, is to get guided meditations, which is to listen to recordings of meditation with your eyes closed and just tune into that and you start to get into 
into that meditative state, and that that just starts your body to get used to that and the posture and and that feeling of being in in it. And then later on, you can move on to to doing uh, other other meditations. Either one of those approaches will work for you. And okay. interestingly enough, I have one on my website. It's called Total Body Prana Flush. It's very uh-huh. powerful. It'll knock your socks off. I've had people come into my class. That's that's one I developed for someone. She said her adrenal glands were hurting. And uh-huh. I said, oh, well, let me whip something up for you. And I, I got what I wanted to put down. And she said after the meditation, she could feel her, oh, it was her lymph glands, not her adrenals. Um I think she had pain in her adrenals. They sit on top of your kidneys. Anyway, she could feel all of her glands draining, and the spasms in her back went away. I've healed my tailbone with it. Other people have healed many things with it. You're welcome to check that out at spiritualinsightsradio.com under products okay. and services, and it will it'll tune you up. It'll get you started. Okay. All you do is listen to my voice and travel through the body, starting with the third eye, and then you go to the throat, and then you go to the shoulder, and there's not much to do except follow the directions, and that might be helpful for you, okay? Okay, great. Excellent. Thank you. We appreciate your call. You're quite welcome. I'll put you on hold. Good stuff. I keep forgetting I have that meditation. Do you know what I mean? Mm, Yeah. I never never remember to mention it, and then someone asked for it last week, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I do have products out there. (laughs) Okay. Cool. All right, cool. so area code 856, then 914. Uh, 856, bring you live on the air. What's your name and where are you from? New Jersey. Hi, this is Laura, and I'm in New Jersey. Hi, Laura. I have family in New Jersey in your area code, so it's nice to hear from my my neighbors not, in Jersey. Not, not, to, not to be undone. I lived in oh New Jersey, God. too. Oh, my God. That's funny. Laura, how can we help you today, dear? Well, I've been looking for work, and I'm stressing a lot over it to the point where my heart keeps racing double time, and I'm having chest pain. Okay. Laura, a couple of things here. Um, Our state of mind, our way of being, makes a big difference in whether we attract things to us or, or not. And um, what's important is, you know, however, you know, we can understand, obviously, you know, the financial difficulties that that creates. I mean, I've been unemployed, and, you know, everybody at some point probably goes through that. But the important thing is for you to have faith and trust that things are going to happen and that you're going to create what you need to happen. And when you're in a state of being very nervous and worried and getting yourself sick about it, that's not what it, what attracts things to you. If you can shift that through meditation, prayer, trusting, creating the kind of work that you want to do, creating it in your mind, and, and um, you can work on manifesting it, and I have some articles on my website about manifesting, in that one it talks about relationships, but you can manifest anything. I mean, I manifested the job that I wanted when I was 20 years old, you know, and and it's all about the mind and trusting and being relaxed about it. And um, so, but you're not able to get into that state. Um, 
Now, as I'm looking, as I'm talking to you and looking, I'm seeing a, a, a girl wearing kind of a, a bonnet. I don't know if it, you'd call it a bonnet, but this is a little girl who's wearing, a, um, a, I'll call it a hat, but it's got a ribbon and it's got like, uh, um, you know, something in the front that makes it look like a bonnet that I'm talking about. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. <laughs> Not no, a clue. No. Okay. You do? No. No, okay. Um, in many ways, it looks like, you know, it looks like a two-year-old who is is all is dressed. Um, and then I'm seeing an older woman who's also wearing a hat, but this hat is kind of like, reminds me of a fisherman's hat. I don't know how else to describe it, but it, it's pulled down. It's got a little brim, and it's all wavy and stuff. And she's wearing a black dress, and she's like a, a, a looks like she's going cleaning. I don't know if she's a cleaning woman or what. Um, what I'm, and I'm seeing the two together. So, what was your relationship with your what What was your relationship with your mother like? I had a good relationship with my mom. She was like my best friend. And was she a working woman? No. She was so before she, just, she was before she got married. Okay. So I don't know if this is your mother or not, but somehow this is connected to you, these two scenes with um you know, it's it's the woman that I'm seeing looks kinda heavy, has kind of a broad back, and she's got a broom that she's working with. Now, um I don't know if that's your mother. Does that sound like your mother at all? I don't know if that's your mother. I don't know why I'm being shown this. No, that's not my mom. Okay. What 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 are you angry about? <laughs> well, you know, I'm angry about some things that happened with my brothers, but that's all. You you have some older angers. It's not it's not just recent with your brother. You have some older angers that you're carrying, and a great deal of sadness that you carry. Because I just got hit with a load of sadness all of a sudden, and um. All I'm seeing is this woman and and this little girl and did your mother have a, a rough life was it was it hard on her? I'm trying to figure out what this vision means to me did did she was well they grew up they grew up um with a large family during the depression. And I don't think I don't think it was an easy life for any of the families. You know, they uh, they were always living hand to mouth. Basically, it was tough. Mm-hmm. Her father passed when she was only three, so she grew Got up it. without her father. Got it. So this vision that I'm having of this, this it looks like an earlier time. The little girl may be her. I don't know. 
or I don't know, but it has something to do with the women in your family. There's something there where, um, where, um, I just get this feeling of this woman having to do a lot of physical labor and this girl in a way, you know, the way I look at it, this is my interpretation, doesn't mean it's right, but it's almost like she's overly, overly covered up with a, this hat, bonnet kind of thing and, and the clothes, but it's mostly focusing on this hat that she's wearing and it's very, she's very enclosed. And I only see these two women. I don't see any men around them. And so I think so when I describe it that way, that the women are there and I don't see the men around, does that mean something for you? Well, my mom told me that they split the family up. The girls went to live with the aunt's her aunt, and the boys went to live with her mother because her mother couldn't afford during the Depression without the fathers to be there. She couldn't raise all of them together. So that makes sense. So now, for you growing up, this story... What impact did that have on you, this story about growing up in the Depression and breaking up the family? What It had some impact on you and your perception. So what impact can you get in touch with of this story on you? What did it mean for you about life? You know, I'll be honest, I don't really think that impacted me because we really never wasn't really something she ever really talked about in detail through the years. It was just never talked about. And my experience growing up wasn't anything like what their experience was like growing up. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't really relate to it. Okay. I don't know why, but those are the visions that they're giving me most strongly. There is something there that is blocking you from getting the kind of work that you want. It has something to do with some level of anger that you're carrying and disappointment and not not trusting and believing that, that things can develop the way you want. Um, that, I think that's, that's all I can say. That's what I've experienced uh, firsthand. I think I'm a, I'm just angry in general because of what I've experienced over and over again. So I don't really have that level of trust. Mm. Can I add something, though? You know, I know that it wasn't spoken about much, but but there's such a thing as generational conditioning, and parents can transfer their issues down onto their children. So you might have picked up something unconsciously from your mother's um, thoughts and feelings about the past or whatever, and then um, it's it's causing a block with regard to finding work. Uh, if I'm also feeling like all this anger, love, all this stuff, you know, a lot of the emotions are processed in the heart center, anger mostly in the second chakra, but all these emotions in, in the heart center, money 
money energy is also processed in the heart center. So if your heart center is so clogged with all of these churning emotions, that's going to block work as well. Um, I can recommend a, an excellent book if you're open to it that's very practical, if you'd like to get started from a very practical sense and take it from there. Sure. Okay. It's written by Tom and Sue Masseri, M-A-S-S-A-R-I. Okay. Sue, Sue is actually uh, one of my other co-hosts, and uh, it's called The Art of Reclaiming Your Intention and Power According to Abram, A-B-R-A-M, The Mayan Shaman, it's available on uh, Amazon. This book knocked me back about a block when I read it with the way it talks about what we're talking about, about making our lives be what we want them to be. So if you get that, I think that will be helpful. And then continue energy work and forgiveness. I'm going to turn it back over to Shaman Rai to talk about that. Go ahead, Shaman Rai. Well, um, you know, know, I'm a little bit, um, you know, I mean, basically, I mean, you've heard me talk already on the show about forgiveness. And, um, you know, you can always listen to the recording to hear the specifics on it. But um, what I guess the thing that's striking me is this love is a certain level of sadness that you've got. And um, is your mother has your mother crossed over? Yes. How long ago? Oh, gosh, she passed in uh, 98. But you carry a lot of sadness. And when you look at yourself, where do you see that sadness relating? Is it about the way life has gone for you in general? Excuse me, in general? Yes, she said. Yeah, and so there's a lot that that goes back to the original thing that was said to you about the mindset. And I'm not being told the only vision I've had I've described to you, and it has something to do with that, and there may be something connected with your mother about this level of sadness, because I'm not seeing any men. I'm just not seeing any. Is that part of the issue? Have you not been with men? Have you not had successful relationships with men either? I would say that's true, yeah. I don't trust men. Okay. We got we got there. Okay. Multifaceted. Yeah. We, you know, I was almost ready to stop this conversation because I just couldn't move until I figured out what that vision meant. And that's part of what's going on. You know, it, I'm not being shown, honestly, I'm not being shown anything else. I'm, this is the main thing that I'm being shown, and I'm describing the things I'm feeling, which is this tremendous sadness that you've got. And um, it would take a, it would, I, it's not, I, I'm just not being given anything else. So there's nothing else that I can do for you on the radio show. I would recommend that you do the meditation, do the forgiveness work. Find the people that you feel have hurt you in your mind 
and listen to what we've described, you know, writing out the issues that have hurt you, reading them over, forgiving them, forgiving yourself. See, you're beating yourself up. And the reason you're not attracting work to yourself or men to yourself is you have a story that you're not worthy. You don't think you are worthy of of happiness. You don't think you're worthy of success because somewhere along the line, this is what you were told. And um, I don't know whether, you know, sometimes that's connected with some kind of an abusive relationship early in your life. Sort of, you know, Charlotte described hers. I've described mine. We all have these kind of crazy relationships early on, and they shape the way our life goes. And although I'm not being shown it now specifically, that's what I'm sensing is going on for you and what the sadness and the feeling of that you can't be successful and you can't be happy in this life is all about. Does that make sense for you? Yes, that makes really good sense. Okay. So, as I say, there's nothing else I can do for you now. You've got to do some work, or it's recommended that you do some work, on forgiving those people who hurt you. And And I don't know who they are. They're not showing it to me, so I'm not saying anything. And uh, and then you need to do more work in releasing all of that pain that you carry. And it's going to take work, and it could take time to accomplish it, but you will feel completely different. Even just doing the forgiveness work, you'll begin to feel completely different. People tell me when they do that, it's like a weight is taken off their shoulders. And that's part of the peeling that you need to do at this time. And then you have sometimes, to give yourself permission to be happy. Yeah. Sometimes we have to hit bottom in order to be willing to open ourselves up to the pain of looking at our life experiences truthfully and who we see ourselves as and letting that go and allowing ourselves to grow into the pure, beautiful being that we are. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for calling in. I'm glad you did. Good luck to yeah, you. Me too. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. I'm going to put you on hold. And listen to the broadcast again. Listen to it a few times, and maybe you'll pick up different things. Wow. That's a mm. shame. Okay. Well, let's try to get to another person. Area code 360, bringing you live on the air. What's your name, and where are you from? Hi, my Hi. name's Lori. Hi, Lori. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Washington State. Oh, cool. I love Washington State. I've been there. Beautiful mm-hmm. place. What's yeah. your question for us today? Uh, we're going to try to take care of you, and we might have to wrap up the show right after you. Um, I'm wondering if there's any way to reach my son. His father's side of the family's turned him against me, and he hasn't talked to me in years. And Oh. Yeah, and oh. I'm wondering if there's anything I can do or if there's any messages from about him or from him. How old is he? He's 29. Oh my. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, you know, I, I, I have to. Uh, I'll quickly tell you my story um, because I broke away from my my parents because of the way I was treated. That does, I'm not saying you treated your son in any particular way or anything like that. But that relationship 
didn't come back together until I made up my mind that, okay, it was hurting me enough that I was willing to forgive and allow a flow of energy between the two of us. And, um, and unfortunately, um, that may be the case here too, because, um, when I'm looking um, at the, I'm actually looking at the three of you. Um, I actually see your son's back turned to you and your back turned to your son. And um, so this this has been going on a long time. This is not something brand new, is it? Correct. Yeah. And so, but I wouldn't want to turn. I don't want to turn my back on my son. Right. Um, Well, um, you know, it's our intention that can make the greatest difference, and our heart that can make the greatest difference, Mm -hmm. and. It's my deep belief that love is the most powerful healer of all. And even though you may be separated by time and space or appear to be, you're really not. We're all connected and we're all very close. And prayer literally works. It really does work and you can manifest what you want. And so you can pray and send the love to your son and hope that his heart, you know, pray that his heart opens to that. But you've got something to give up that you haven't given up for a long time. And part of that is anger that you haven't given up. I don't know if that's anger towards his father or to the situation or about yourself, but I see your face. And your face is very, um, how do I put it, Um, tense. Your face is very tense. Does that make sense for you? I think so, yeah. Okay. So what's there is, it's almost, there's a certain, it's almost like, you know, uh, the law of attraction, you know. Mm. When we're open and open to receiving, we receive. When we're closed down, we're blocking. And what I see is the anger or tension that's in you is blocking blocking love from coming into your life, actually. So you, you, were, you were hurt or you feel you were hurt very badly at one point or multiple points, actually where you were hurt. Do you recognize that statement? Yes. Okay. So for you also, we all have to do this, that process of forgiveness, which you've probably heard me talk about twice now, is very important. Forgiveness and opening yourself up to life, not protecting yourself. You've lived your life in a way where you have lived protecting yourself out of fear that something was, it's almost like the sky is falling. 
you recognize that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not criticizing you. I'm only reflecting back to you, okay? Yeah. And so and so what there is for you to do is work on giving up healing that, healing the relationships. And I don't think that's just with your ex and your son, but healing those relationships that were painful to you, it's time for you to let those go. And prayer, meditation, working with someone who can help you You're heal. There? Yes. I'm here. Yes. Okay. Are you? Uh, am I clear about enough? I mean, I'm not going into a lot of detail on this, but yeah. but I'm giving you whatever I'm getting. Does that all make sense for you? Yes. Yes. It does. What 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 question does it bring up for you? Because there's a question you have. I'm not sure how to do all of it. <laughs> Um, did you hear the conversation, the first conversation, the description of the forgiveness work? Um, I kind of recall, that? but I could go back and listen. Okay. Yeah. Do that. That's a starting place. Okay. Begin the meditation work, okay? Okay. The, the forgiveness work, what's beautiful about this process of forgiveness is that by sitting down and writing, let's say it's your father. Let's say your father hurt you when you, when you were young, okay, and that destroyed your trust in the world. And I'm not saying he did. I'm just giving that as an example. Yeah. But let's say it's him as a starter. You okay. sit down and you write everything you remember where he hurt you. Any, It could be a small hurt, an upset, anything. You write that story down, write down the incident, what happened, who was there, anything you remember about it, and then go on to the next incident. You do that for every single incident that comes to mind for that one person, let's say your father. When you feel you're at the end of that, and you may add more later, it doesn't matter, but when you feel you're at the end of that, you read those stories over to yourself every day, once a day. It can be out loud silently in front of a mirror, however you are not, however you want to do it, but you read them over. And you're going to see, you know, one of my clients just wrote me today, you know, she said, I had a session with her a week ago, she said, you know, it, it, it was so hard beginning to write to start that process. It's a hard process to begin because all of that emotion is stuck in our bodies. And that's what we want to let go of so we can live a joyful life. That's what we're intended to do, is live a joyful life. But another client wrote me that after she did that, she felt this weight come off of her shoulders. So you want to write out the whole story, read it over every day, and you're going to discover that instead of having a lot of emotion and feeling fearful or whatever about writing all of this, by the end of it, it may take several days, and don't worry about the number of days, all of a sudden you're going to start to notice that that emotion disappears. And then it'll be gone. It'll feel like you don't. it's writing about a person you don't even know their life. And then you're free. Your heart can then forgive that person. And forgive yourself. You're beating yourself up. That's what's going on with you. You're beating yourself up. And then forgive the situation. And so... And the important thing to remember is forgiveness is not letting the other person off the hook. 
It's setting yourself free. That's what all of this is. Setting yourself free. You know what we what we're you know there's an experiment that you do with um, with fleas, and fleas if you let the cover off of the jar that you have them in they'll jump real high, but if you put a cover on them they'll only go as high as the lid, and then when you take the lid off you won't they won't jump any higher than where the lid was. That's the way we act as human beings. Okay, when something happens to us when we're young. We remember that always in our conscious or subconscious level, and we will not go beyond where we were told to stop. And freedom is about going beyond and not being stopped by our emotions, our memory of the past, or anything, but living and stepping into life joyfully and happily. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense for you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I hope this is helpful for you. You can totally shift your life, and I know your focus is on your son. You can you can pray, and you can shift yourself by letting go all of these past incidents that happened to you, including what happened with your husband. You okay. Get? okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Shaman, why can you help? Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure I had a little technical difficulty. Lori, I'm sending you a hug right now. I, I know you're dealing with a lot. Um, but I'll, I I will continue to send you light and energy and that you get through this dark period. I um, I really feel for you. But I do feel that you will emerge um, victorious, like a new person from all this. Is that encouraging? Yeah, very. Excellent. No, you're and, – and if you want to call back at some point and, and check in and see how you're doing – and how the spiritual work is going, we'd be happy to help you. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. You on hold. Thank All right. You. Take care, Lori. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye, yeah. Okay. Well, that's excellent. We are out of time. We've only got a, a four minutes, and that won't be enough time to take another call. Uh, but we apologize if we didn't get to you. If you would like a private consultation with Shaman Rai, visit shamanrai.com, shamanrai.com. Any final thoughts, Shaman Roy? Well, I, I, I want to, I, I'm just reflecting on the things that we uh, went on, you know, the people we work with today. And I think people notice that they come in with a particular issue, and Spirit just guides us to what it is that is for their highest good or the truth, you know, whether we think that we have an illness here and it's somewhere else or we think the issue is with a particular person and it's something else, you know, but spirit always guides us to the truth and to what is for our highest good. Right. I believe that. Okay. Well, thank you once again for sharing your heart and your light with us and and with all the listeners. It's always great spending time with you. And great. I will talk to you next month for our, for our next segment, okay? Sounds great. Thank you for having me All on. Right, it's thanks. been a pleasure. And thanks to everybody who entrusted themselves to our work. Appreciate you, and we appreciate the privilege of your time. All right, everybody, until next time, God bless and be at peace.